What's going on everybody? Welcome to another episode of Not Rocket Science. I think episode 34. 34. How you guys doing? You guys are probably doing, no matter what, better than me right now. I've been super, super sick the past few days. And my voice kind of gets raspy out of nowhere because I'm dealing with some some <clears throat> stuff. If you know what I mean. So if I'm talking... And it starts to sound like I've picked up a bad chain-smoking habit. It's it's due to being sick. Um, I've basically been in bed the past three days. Got out of bed here and there. Drink water, eat soup, etc. But I've been pretty much just wiped the past few days. Start feeling bad on Thursday. Start getting that tickle in your throat. That awful tickle in your throat, and then Friday I was just done. Thursday night I think I had like a fever, and it carried into Friday. I kind of like lost my voice and stuff. It was just a gross situation all around. So I've been dealing with that. Um, just hung around, hung around yesterday. Didn't do much. It's Sunday right now, by the way. I'm recording this on Sunday afternoon. Saturday, I pretty much just hung out all day. Tried to do a little Xmas shopping. And then uh, I watched some fights, watched Max Holloway come back strong and reclaim his UFC title. If you guys watch any of that stuff. Um, but that was about it. And then now I'm here Sunday, I'm kind of doing the same thing. Except I rolled out of my bed to do this. To do this. But uh, yeah, I'm a little panicky now because I'm way behind on my Christmas shopping. I'm way behind this year, and uh, I don't know. It's not even that I'm not spending time trying to find stuff. It's more just uh, I don't know what to get people this year. I don't know what it is, but I'm just really bad this year at finding stuff for people. Just the ideas aren't flowing. The juices aren't flowing because I try every year to put a lot of thought in my gifts, and yada, yada, yada. I don't know, this year just ain't clicking for me. I don't know what's going on. But uh, being sick sure isn't helping the cause. And it's also not helping my fitness cause because I've not been going to the gym for the past few days. I think I went Thursday. That was the last day I went maybe. Was it Thursday? Maybe on Wednesday. I don't know. But yeah, I have been not going out of my apartment at all since... Thursday night so no gym for me um I'll get back into it once I get better though I don't think I've lost the drive or anything plus uh 
the lady friend tends to go to gyms, whether it be a regular gym or a yoga center. I don't know, what do you call them? Yoga, yoga gyms? Yoga studios, that's what it is. A yoga studio. She's either going to a gym or a yoga studio pretty much every day in some capacity. So that's good motivation to get my ass two blocks up the road and back into the gym once I'm better from this. And I'm still fasting. It's a lot easier when you're sick, actually, because you don't feel like eating. So, like, I'll go 16 hours, no problem, without eating. I haven't eaten yet today, and it is almost 4 o'clock. Almost 4, and I've had nothing but water so far today. So, that's easy to keep up. But, either way, kind of sucks being sick. I kind of hear it in my voice right now. Feeling a little nasally. And a little raspy all at the same time, but it is what it is. It is what it is, and I did not want to not do an episode just because of, you know, oh, poor me, I'm sick. (laughs) So anyway, here I am. Not exactly sure what to talk about today. I mean, some stuff's gone down this week, but uh, I have one thing that I had in mind for this episode specifically to talk about, but other than that, just going to talk some current events. Why don't we? I mean, I have a feeling this is going to be a short episode, too. But let's not put limits on things. Come on. Uh, so what's in the news these days? Oh, of course. What else is new? Political correctness. Um, Kevin Hart is now not hosting the Oscars because of some anti- gay tweets that he made back in I think uh when was it 2011 2011 and I looked at this I'm kind of split on one hand what he said was actually pretty bad and he was kind of already pretty famous in 2011 like he wasn't like Kevin Hart Kevin Hart but he was he was a well-known comedic celebrity for the most part by 2011 I knew who he was for sure. I knew he was way before that, too. Could he sell out stadiums in 2011? Probably not. But he he was a pretty big deal. So I think it's a little different than other situations where people get called out tweeting when they were, like, little kids or teenagers or whatever. Actually, this just happened, too. I don't know if anyone knows who Kyler Murray is. Kyler Murray is the quarterback the University of Oklahoma, and he just won the Heisman Trophy this weekend. Heisman Trophy is a trophy given to the best college football player in the country for the year. So he was the best football player in the country for the year, and he won the Heisman Trophy, big deal. And uh, turns out he had some anti-gay tweets, too, that people uncovered. But the difference between him and Kevin Hart were his tweets came out when he was 15, he wrote them. Four, 14 and 15 uh, is what he said. And honestly, what he's saying isn't that crazy for a 14 or 15-year-old. All it was was um, someone re- said, like, oh, you're going to talk like that, Dub D, or something like that, and tagged him, and he just said, y'all are queers. And then another thing is Colsa getting salty, he's a queer. And just said queers, ha ha ha, queer as a response. So he was just saying queer as like 
a negative thing, but he's he's not. You can use you could take the term queer and replace it with another word, and it would mean the same thing. Meaning he's just saying it as a blanket term. He wasn't talking specifically about being gay, and he was fourteen to fifteen years old at the time. He was a star athlete that's played sports his whole life and grew up, I believe, in Texas, I think. I think. Let me see. Hold on. Yeah. Allen, Texas. So Allen, Texas is a huge high school football town. He basically grew up in Varsity Blues, the movie. Um, so he grew up as a star quarterback in Allen, Texas, and used the term queers in a negative light when he was 14 years old. Come on. Who is actually digging back to his tweets that far, first of all? Who's doing that? Second of all, why are you doing that? Third of all, what do you expect? What do you expect? Hate to break it to you guys, but 14-year-old jocks still use terms like gay, bitch, you know, even worse stuff like that all the time interchangeably with one another and that's not going to change anytime soon and they're not really thinking because their brains aren't even fully developed yet and they're in their own little bubble where uh, the negative consequences of that aren't really a factor yet they're not public figures and they're kids and I hate to break it to you guys but to think that like doing stuff like this is going to create change uh, this is just going to make people hate PC culture more. It is. I'm sorry, but that's ridiculous. Um, the Kevin Hart thing's entirely different scenario to this. But this dude should not have the Twitter archaeologist digging through his shit from when he was 14 years old, digging up some time where he called someone a queer. And you could tell by his tone, he wasn't even really being serious about it. He was just doing it as kind of like a psh type of thing as a dismissive joking thing because that's the culture in Allen, Texas it is what it is is it wrong? yeah, sure it's wrong I'm not arguing whether it's wrong or not what I'm arguing is do you think you're going to change anything by doing this? because you're not you're just not because people in Allen, Texas don't like PC culture people in Allen, Texas voted for Trump because they don't like PC culture Therefore, PC culturing their star quarterback ain't changing shit because you got to convince the other side if you want to cultivate change, not do stuff like this that plays right into the thing that the other side hates. Um, but the point of all this really isn't so much that. It's so back to back episode. You have back to back episodes in one weekend of two celebrities getting called out from gay tweets or anti gay tweets from years ago but the context is totally different Kyler Murray had no idea he'd even be a D1 quarterback let alone a Heisman winning quarterback that anyone gives a shit about whereas Kevin Hart was already kind of a celebrity he was kind of a big deal already and what he said was totally different from Kyler Murray um he so in 2011 Kevin Hart was like on Twitter, he was saying, yo, if my son comes home and tries to play with my daughter's dollhouse, I'm going to break it over his head and say in my voice, stop, that's gay. And then he also said, 
some of his since-deleted tweets also said something like, someone looked like a gay billboard for AIDS and then called another person a fat fag. A little bit different than Kyler Murray's situation, in my opinion. For one, Kevin Hart was, in 2011, he was probably 30-something years old, right? How old is Kevin Hart? I don't even know. I don't even know. How old is he? Let's see. Sorry for the clicking. I'm just on my lappy toppy here. So he was born. All right. So he was born in '79. He's 39 years old now. So he was right around 30, 31, I guess at this at this time. Yeah, like 30, 31, probably. Um, so a little different. 31 years old. You know, you're a grown man. I'm not even 31 yet, and uh, I can't imagine just me saying anything like that let alone if I was you know actually famous or anything like that to me it's different it's different I think he was trying to say some of this stuff as a joke but you can't really say that even in 2011 like 2011 isn't that long ago when it comes to this stuff like that's pretty bad um I think it's still weird that people are digging into the archives this far. Uh, which I guess the editor of The Guardian, Benjamin Lee, was the one who did it. But I don't know. It's just weird behavior to go in the past like that. And Kevin Hart, you know, he's also a dude. He grew up in the hood of Philadelphia. If you go grow up in the hood of Philadelphia, being gay is still something that is not that accepted. It's just not. It's not, and again, I don't think this level of uh, action, digging up old tweets, is really going to change anything. Now, should Kevin Hart face penalties or something for writing this? Yes, because as a 31-year-old with a public profile, you can't be doing shit like that. It's fucking silly and stupid. But I don't... I just think you're doing this, you know, a lot of the same tactics and try to like promote cultural change when you got to get to the root of that thing, which is changing the perception of gay acceptance in places like Allen, Texas, or the inner city parts of Philadelphia. That's what has to happen. How you do that, I have no idea, but I don't see anyone doing anything right now. This like Twitter call out stuff is just, it's just, I don't know, to me it's a lazy effort to try to galvanize change. And I don't see it really doing much. Social media in general, to me, is a place where you can try to do things and think it's making an impact, but places like Instagram and Twitter are superficial in the first place. They're the most superficial way of interaction. That's why there is so much interaction, because people, when the stakes is higher, when it's face-to-face interaction... People become more scared, more anxious, so they're less willing. You know, it's more of a vertical way of communication that can be more valuable. But Twitter, Instagram, social media, those are more horizontal nets of communication where you can where you can exercise a lot of volume because you don't really care about that personal level of connection as much because it's not really there. So doing stuff like this and just calling people out on Twitter when you're scrolling upwards and refreshing their feed after an hour and seeing their tweets from 2012 and then making a big PR issue about it, 
Sure. Some people like Kevin Hart, you know, they deserve to be called out for that stuff because they were adults that should have been responsible at that time enough to not tweet stupid shit like that. But at the end of the day, I don't think where Kevin Hart or Kyler Murray are getting these perspective worldviews from, I don't think it's touching those areas at all. It's not touching Allen, Texas. It's not touching the hood in Philly. So you're just going to create this perpetual cycle of people getting called out for really old stuff and then not putting a level of severity on it. You know, Kyler Murray and Tyler and uh, Kevin Hart are both anti-gay. The tweets were totally different. Their ages were literally... Kevin Hart was literally more than twice as old as Kyler Murray. And what they were saying were way different in context. People just need to pay more attention to context. But it seems like Kyler Murray isn't... He apologized too. And he said it's not a representation of who he is now. And yada, yada, yada. And I, I believe that. People mature from the time they're 14. Particularly when you play sports and you go to a D1 school. Because they whip you into shape real quick. Um, if you embrace it, you know, D1 football is the closest thing to being, like, in the military, basically. Um, you know, they're up at 5.36 in the morning studying film and practicing. It's a rough life. And uh, I think he'll be fine. Kevin Hart, his tweets were a bit worse. The situation's a bit worse. And I think he should be penalized. I don't think he should be able to host the Oscars. Um, but I don't think this should also destroy his career either. On some like Louis C.K. shit. I don't think something that you just tweeted from six years ago that wasn't some secret plot to like rape babies or something <laughs> crazy like that should really damage your career that much. Anyway, that's that. Moving on. What else is going on? I don't want to talk more about this. Uh, da 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 da. Oh yeah, also that Avengers trailer broke all these box office, or not box office, Jesus, YouTube records for like being like the most streamed YouTube trailer of all time. You guys watch that? I saw it. Kind of lame. I didn't really get what was going on. I saw the last Avengers and I get why this trailer broke so many records because that last Avengers basically like killed off half the Avengers. So there's going to be a lot of intrigue around this trailer. I saw it. I don't know. It didn't really pump me up. There wasn't a lot of action in the trailer. It was just kind of like a lot of aftermath setting the scene type of visuals. Captain America cut his beard. Uh, our game, the dude with the bow and arrow got a new look. Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson. It looked all right. I don't know. I'm not too hyped for it. I wasn't really feeling the last movie either. Kind of just got slow and depressing towards the end. But uh, I'll probably be a hypocrite and uh, watch it when it comes out. Because I think I've seen all the Avengers. And I'm not even a big comic book head or anything. But when you got that much star power, it is what it is, right? But uh, I'm not that surprised. I'm not that... Based on how that last movie wound up, I am nowhere near surprised that this trailer got so many views oh there it is there's the sick voice coming in but uh yeah oh 
Oop, I'm just seeing. Um, um, I scrolled down to the bottom of the page where the article I was looking at for this Kevin Hart stuff, and all my recommendeds are these ads of Christmas presents that I've been looking at. One thing I'm doing this year, even though my Christmas present shopping has been awful, is I'm making Pinterest boards where I'm just, and I got this, there's this really good Pinterest Chrome browser plugin that's an extension that you can download. And basically every picture on your Chrome browser, you can just, there's a Pinterest, a red Pinterest save button, and then you can put the picture in whichever board you want if you have multiple boards open. And then you have all of your Christmas present ideas in one place with links to the sites that you got them from. Very handy. Very, very handy. Um, That is a Christmas present shopping hack that I will probably use every year going forward now. And also, I don't make a Christmas list. I just make a Pinterest board, send that shit out. I don't care. I don't care if that's some, like, 15-year-old shit. I think it's an effective use of technology. And uh, I've gotten compliments from the fam. They like it. They like it. It makes things much easier for them, too. It's a win-win. So thank you, Pinterest. Um, what? A, oh, so the main thing I want to talk about this week, of course, is medical marijuana. Medical marijuana. I could keep doing current events about how Soldier Boy is selling video games and stuff, but screw that. I don't really care. I don't think anyone really cares. So moving into the main topic of the day. Pot stocks, medical marijuana, something that's been on my radar for a long time now, probably a year of just casual reading. Um, haven't really pulled the trigger for a while, but I am now. Um, and I think 2019 is going to be a very big year for pot stocks. When it comes to cryptocurrencies, which I've had several episodes about now, I can see it going either way. I can see definitely a bounce back, um, but... The problem with cryptocurrency that I've touched up on multiple times is there's no real use case yet. And that's the thing that's concerning me about cryptocurrency taking off. Until applications with real use cases start um, sprouting up, I don't really see cryptocurrency taking off the way that we thought it would maybe a year ago at this time. However, with medical marijuana, the use case is a non-issue. Everyone knows the use cases from medicinal benefits to people trying to, you know, chill out, listen to Sublime and eat Tatino's pizza rolls. There's a wide spectrum of use cases. Um, But with me, that seems like the issue that's holding medical marijuana back is the regulation and legalization angle. And that's slowly changing, and it's going to change. I was listening to a podcast with people way smarter than me, you know, private equity guys with a specialty in, um, specialty in, in, uh, this space, you know, the pot stock space. I forget the name of the podcast. I literally just went to the app store. I'm sorry, the podcast Apple store and just typed in like pot stocks or marijuana stocks or something. And I just started listening to random podcasts. But this guy who was a private equity guy was saying how like, the vast majority of people in every single poll that's anti-weed legalization now are 70 years and older. So, like, how long can that resistance last, literally? You know, eventually they're all going to die out, and then there's going to be an overwhelming 
over, 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 overwhelming support for recreational legalization federally, which is going to happen. It's going to happen. The reason why it's uh, outlawed in the first place is stupid and had to do with a William Randolph Hearst smear campaign against a competitor trying to use hemp paper so and created this whole reefer madness propaganda machine, um, which is also racist against Mexicans. But I'm not going to go all into that because that's like a whole episode into itself. I might do it one day. Uh, but Joe Rogan's talked about it a ton. And other famous podcasters have talked about it a ton. But what I'm talking about is the 2018 Farm Bill. Now, what is this Farm Bill? Well, glad you asked. I'll give you the exact summary written by the CRS, which is the Congressional Research Service, which has been a legislative uh, research service from the government since 1914. So summary, the Farm Bill is an omnibus multi-year law that governs an array of agricultural and food programs. Titles in the most recent Farm Bill encompass farm commodity prices and income supports, agricultural conservation, farm credit, trade, research, rural development, bioenergy, foreign food aid, and domestic nutrition assistance. Because it is renewed about every five years, Farm Bill provides a predictable opportunity for policymakers to comprehensively and periodically address uh, agricultural and food issues. So last Farm Bill is 2014, and now we are likely to have at the very end of 2018 a new Farm Bill pass. Why will this new Farm Bill pass? Because it's getting fast-tracked right now with the main uh, hot-button topic being the legalization of hemp farming and this is important because right now the whole investing in pot stocks and these farming companies that are making products like cbd oil or companies that even make the equipment to farm hemp products it's all still like kind of illegal in a way there's loopholes to get around the legality or a lot of them are out of canada but there's still this black cloud around it because it's illegal to farm this stuff, technically. Um, this farm bill is going to be the thing that wipes that kind of black cloud hanging over this whole industry away from a hemp cultivation standpoint and from an industrial farming standpoint. So, all right, CNBC, there's an article just about it. I'm going to just do a little summary uh, the final 2018 Farm Bill is expected to be voted on as early as next week, meaning starting tomorrow, Monday, by the time you're listening to this. The bill would legalize hemp cultivation and could be a catalyst for explosive growth in the industry at some forecast could top 20 bill by 2022. A long way to build, remove the industrial hemp. We remove industrial hemp from the federal government's list of controlled substances, making it a lawful agricultural commodity. Hemp legalization introduced by Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, blah, 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 earlier this year also allows states to become primary regulators in hemp cultivation. Sorry for the siren. Brooklyn shit. It is what it is. Enables researchers to apply for federal grants and makes the crop eligible for crop insurance. And then Bethany Gomez, Director of Research for Brightfield group a cannabis market researcher based in chicago says this opens the floodgates for this industry to grow very rapidly and scale on a national level so this is pretty much the thing that's going to unlock the real deal cannabis explosion 
Now, I'm not going to get into like stocks and picking winners and stuff. I got a couple on my list that I'm going to be investing into soon. I'm trying to figure out whether I want to invest before this thing gets passed, meaning like tomorrow basically, or do I want to wait until after the holidays and invest like the second of 2019 just so i don't have to worry about taxes this year um i don't know it's gonna be a game time decision for me but point being is that this is going to be a turning point when it comes to the value of this industry which makes it positioned to blow up in 2019 so if you want a space to invest you're like i want to invest and you downloaded robin hood app or whatever and you're looking at it and you don't really know what to do, I would say undownload that Robinhood app and just spend some time, a week, two weeks, three weeks, researching everything you can about hemp stocks, pot stocks, companies that are have a good market cap, you know, small market cap, um, and have lots of reasons to be able to scale when this thing gets passed in terms of sales, in terms of growth, whatever, in terms of having a monopoly on a specific technology needed uh, that makes it you know, a needed tool to farm this stuff, whatever it may be, look at their charts if they're OTCs, which means over-the-counters, which means basically like black market stocks in a way. If you know anything about technical analysis, study their chart patterns. See if there's any patterns you can see that make them, make them good plays um, or have potential to explode, depending on whatever your strategy is. This isn't a trading podcast, so I'm not going to get too into specifics of trading, plus I'm shitty at it. But all I'm saying is I'm putting the flag up for 2019 because I think there's going to be some companies that are going to explode in that space this year because of this farm bill hopefully getting passed. So I'd say just do your research. Don't go on Twitter and do hashtag pot stocks and listen to people. That's how you get your money taken from you. That's how you lose money. That's how I lost money in crypto when I was a newbie. Do not do that. Do your own research. If you want people's opinions, don't go on Twitter. Go on um, Yahoo Finance and go on individual stocks message boards. Everyone's going to be a little bit biased and overly enthusiastic about whatever the stock is that you're in because a lot of them are holders, but know that and just kind of cut through the fat. And if you want people's opinions on things, that's a better place to get them and a safer place than Twitter because Twitter is the wild, wild west. There's chills all over Twitter just pumping bullshit. So I wouldn't do that. I would go on Yahoo Finance, And I'd go on various um, investor sites like SeekingAlpha.com. That's a good one. I'm reading up on this stuff. But point being is there's going to be some real, 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 real money-making opportunities in this space once this bill gets passed. And before you do any of that, first thing you do is wait in the news, you know, make a, a Google email alert or something for you where get confirmation that this farm bill passes this week. You don't have to do any of this stuff if this farm bill doesn't get passed this week. But if it does, then the race is on. Um, and I would really check you know, like Monday, Wednesday, Friday if it wasn't passed by Friday. Um, but yeah, I just want to bring that guys to your attention and uh, 
hopefully make you some money next year you know make a little side cheddar sorry that's a that's a add-on from last week's episode where i spent a lot of time talking about my new fixation with credit card points and i'm trying to do as much holiday shopping as i can with it getting those 5x 6.6x points from those stores from chase bank's shopping portal but it ain't working out so well so far so we'll see what happens because i'm trying to get that vacation you know trying to go to italy greece something like that but uh if it doesn't work through that hopefully some weed stocks pay off next year we shall see but uh yeah i just wanted to bring that to you guys attention because it's something that's kind of slipping through the cracks in the news because everyone's just blah 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 donald trump blah 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 um and this from an investment standpoint is a little bit more important so i just wanted to bring that to your guys's attention and uh Try to get that cash money skrilla. Know what I mean? But you got to do your research. And you got to pay attention to the news and whether this bill gets passed. Because it is a very big deal in this space. Alright guys. I think I'm going to call it. I don't feel very well. I feel my voice going to shit right now. 32 minutes. A little on the light side, but that's okay. Um, I also feel my heater coming on. And it's very loud because it's an old ass apartment. So I'm going to let you guys go. Follow us on Instagram, on Twitter. Love you guys. If you want to support, we have a support little widget on Anchor. You can contribute if you want. If you don't, that's all good too, baby, because I'm getting my money via pot stocks. JK, LOL. Um, that's about it, guys. I'm going to go back and lie down, but I hope you guys have an awesome week. Thank you guys so much for the support, and I will see you next week. Take it easy. Peace.